Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and I am super excited to be joined by Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. And Heather. Hey, Heather. Hello. Um, how's it going, everyone? Great. How about you? You know, pretty good. It was hot this week. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Oh, yeah. But I got lots of pool time and lots of reading in, which was, you know, great for me. Great Same. for me. Three hours on the float and a book. It was a delight. It's amazing. My tan's really good, too. <laughs> I think our hot and Lindsay's hot. Our hot, Lindsay's hot, not the same. Not the same. Correct? So my hot is like 103 right now, but it, I don't know. It doesn't feel bad to me because there's like 20% max humidity. So it's like very true to temperature. And then when you're in the shade, it's nice and breezy. So it's not as bad as you'd think it would be. Okay. But people that. Um, we had the humidity the terrible here it's horrible it's not pretty it's dry desert it's worse than arizona like i'm just kidding um we met an author in the slumber party that's from that lives in new mexico uh her name is sean upton she lives uh in new mexico okay well i'm gonna have to find out where we're gonna have to be bffs i would love that because she was a delight mm-hmm. she's only got three books out her fourth one comes out i think in september <laughs> Um, and she was like a really delightful human and hung out like the whole night with us. Her husband made her go to bed at one point. That's amazing. It was so fun. The slumber party was such a huge success. And I think we'll have to do it again. I loved it. I was so excited. I got to come on in the morning because I just like completely crashed on Friday. It yeah. was worthless. Um, but that had, was so exciting. We had good <laughs> snacks and great authors and lots of laughs, right? Mm-hmm. super fun okay so i have to talk about this real quick we aren't going to spend a lot of time because it's not really fleshed out but on friday there was a big announcement in publishers weekly and then also over on social media for this new startup called bindery okay i'm going to read you the little synopsis of this and then i want your thoughts okay Mm -hmm. This is a startup launching in August in hopes to leverage the power of social media by turning influencers into publishers. Founded by Matt Kay and Meg Harvey, Bindery will publish original titles under an assortment of tastemaker-led micro-imprints. Each imprint will be helmed by a social media influencer who will select titles for publication. Bindery will launch with nine inaugural imprints and plans to publish one book per year per imprint. Though Kay adds that it is possible the number could rise in certain cases. Under the Bindery process, the once a title is acquired, editorial designs are handled by the publishing service company Girl Friday Productions, where Harvey previously served as chief strategy officer. Bindery's titles will be published in print and digital formats and will be distributed by Ingram's Two River Distribution to all trade channels. Now, I will link this article in our on-the-shelf show notes. But huh? I I have questions. I do, too. Do we want books published by influencers 
I don't. No. I don't even want but Rex published by influencers. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. No, same. I have such a sour taste in my mouth on just the term influencers and for sure people who call themselves book influencers right now. Yeah. 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 There's only one emoji that summarizes all my feelings and it's the vomit one. <laughs> I, I also come from a, like, I think that name is the type, like bindery is interesting because it is a printing term and I randomly enough have worked in a bindery. That was my very first job. And I have a lot of family in I think it's very sort of interesting yeah it is yeah. very interesting I'm interested this goal. yeah i mean i'm assuming it's going to be like play to play pay to play platforms you know i don't understand how it works and how it's influencer and terms and um terms and conditions seem a little shady to me intellectual property i'll be curious how this uh pans out going forward well, I'd be really interested in like what's driving this decision because like influencers seem to be promoting a lot of the same books they're not giving a wide visibility to authors mm -hmm. so I can't imagine that it's like large-scale profitable well I also think it, in a small there's lots of feelings in publishing about small indie presses some of them really do borderline on vanity presses um, which were a thing until about 2009, uh, 2020, vanity presses really went away because people figured out, wait, I cannot have to pay you $10,000 to publish my book. I could do it myself for five. Um, so there's some negative things. And Girl Friday is a publisher that's had some negative things happen to them. So I'm, I am curious how that will um, pan out. It does kind of have... Um, what was the audio thing that happened last summer, Heather? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't remember it either. Um, that was a big hoopla. The influencer-led audio crowdsourcing production thing. So, But to be fair, I love reading books. Yeah. I love them. I don't think I know a darn thing about publishing. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. So I'll just read the books. Yeah. yeah that is one thing I agree with like the big thing is publishing can be really intimidating especially on the indie scale so if there's something out there that makes it more accessible for more authors I'm all for that because there mm -hmm. are so many like there's so many talented authors every time we do a um new to you author challenge I find like a dozen new authors that I love mm -hmm. um and like really good ones that don't get a lot of attention or are like it just dropping in a truly incredible debut and like having a platform for people who are that talented to get more exposure in the industry, I think is a good thing. Um, I'm just really curious. It's interesting. It is. It's, it is <laughs> interesting. Um, okay. So uh, our term of the week this week is mid list author. Um, and the reason I bring this up is I recently had someone reach out because they did not understand what I was talking about when I referred to an author as being mid-list. And so one of the things you have to understand is previous to the internet, publishers would send catalogs, 
two bookstores. In the front of the book would be their top tier best-selling authors. Then you would probably have um, your debuts, the ones that they were pushing money towards. Then the middle of the catalog would be the mid-list authors, the authors that aren't necessarily best-selling but are consistent and have lots of books. And then in the back of the catalog would be your subcat. They weren't bad authors. They just weren't necessarily ones that the book was going to get a huge promo push from the publisher. So when, so when we say mid-list, we are talking about authors that sit in the middle of a catalog. Um, meaning every book that they have. So we tend to read a lot of indie, a lot of Kindle Unlimited. So mid-list authors are going to be those authors that do well but aren't hitting the Amazon top 100 every time they release a book. I think the key right there is every time they release a book. Right. Right. It's not a one-off. Like there are authors that get a one-off book that has sat at the top of the Kindle Unlimited listing. Um, Mid-list, you know, they might, they might have a top, you know, 500 book. I mean, there's, a million books on Amazon. They might register their release at like 502. That would be considered mid-list. They didn't get into that top 100 notable spaces. No or no orange banner. Um, and other titles that we might hear like best-selling author, debut author, acclaimed author, award-winning author, um, genre authors, meaning that they specifically write within certain genres um, only Commercial authors, um, this is used to write with the intention of appealing to broad audiences because they've had commercial success. So um, Colleen Hoover would be a commercial author. She's had commercial success. Um, There are literary authors, meaning they work within literary merit communities. Um, Cult authors, which have huge and fanatic fan bases. Stephen King is a cult author. Um, prolific authors, respected authors, international authors, classic authors. So those are different words you might hear. But when we say mid-list or end-list, end-list would mean they're in the way back of the catalog, they're working on their craft, they just haven't necessarily broken through yet. So that is our word of the week. If you have a word in publishing you aren't sure what it means, give us an email and we will happily... Describe it. Um, So on to the episode. Uh, So for this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking about backlist, which when we say backlist, this means the author's previously published works, not their book that they're currently just releasing, but books that they have released in the past. Um... And so we're going to just talk about what we mean by backlist, but also also some authors that have been brought up in different conversations on how to approach these long backlists. Because some of these backlists are intimidating. Oh, yeah. I prepped for this episode. um, And I just researched three authors that came up on the sleepover on Friday night. And I spent three hours doing that bonkers so I can see where people get overwhelmed 
and intimidated and like, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. And I actually did make notes about like how I approach some of these authors that have bigger backlists, especially some of my favorites, because some of these I have really interesting relationships with and the authors that have bigger backlists, I absolutely approach those very differently than any other books that I read. Yeah. So we all have to be understanding, though, that the first book an author publishes, and if they're even 10 books into their publishing journey, 12 books or 102 books, that first book is not going to read the same as their current release. It's just not. Right. I I mean, people get better at what they do and this is something that I think privately we've all I don't know if it's ever been we've brought it up on the podcast oftentimes a book two or a book three in a series isn't always as good as maybe book one and sometimes you have to power through to book four and I think about that with like seasons of shows I love a season one and a season two and then by season three I'm like I don't know if I'm going to stick around you kind of have to power through sometimes not you do all the time because if we think about if we think about a first book this is a book that they potentially have been writing for years mm-hmm. tweaking it rereading it putting it away coming back to it but once they start to get some momentum in an author name they they want to continue to publish publishing is very different than it was in the 90s you know most authors feel they need to publish a minimum of 4 books per year in order to stay relevant in this current market and keep their name on people's in people's thoughts there are other authors that release a book a month um mm-hmm. And again, it just depends on their, the way they write. Some writers are slower. Some writers are faster. Um, and so sometimes we do feel that book wasn't in, it wasn't the heart of their story. Like they were just writing it because they felt like they needed to write it. Yeah, for sure. Pressure from fans via book talk and how much attention authors are giving that to influence their writing styles right now and then especially like what kind of books they're writing that are in my opinion influencing authors to write books that they don't even necessarily want to write like sometimes I'm reading these books and I'm like did you actually want to write this book because this is not your best work even though I love you (laughs) yeah I think all of us have had that experience there's actually been two or three authors recently that I've gotten newsletters and they're like I I'm done with the pressure. Uh, my readers that I know are my tried and true are going to stay, but I'm not going to be putting out books that I think are subpar and I am not going to be putting pre-orders out there because I'm not going to rush through my work. I'm not going to sacrifice my mental health or my family time to make sure that I have a book in readers' hands. And I applaud them for doing that. Me I do too. too. That's what I want. I want authors to write what they want to write because if they're connecting with a story and characters, they wind up producing really good work that way. Like when you're passionate about what you do, it shows in your work. And when you're not, it also shows in your work. And as a reader, I want you to care about what you're giving me as a prompt. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's been very frustrating for someone that's been reading for a long time. And I think that, I think some of us come into this a little differently than maybe newer 
newer readers, newer romance readers, because so for someone who comes from reading before there were ebooks, you know, we would get a hard copy of a book. It would come out. It'd be like twenty six dollars. You then sometimes waited 18 months to get the paperback. Sometimes it was six. Sometimes it was 18. It just depends on how well that hardback did. And, you know, like the library would only buy three copies and there was a list of 500 of us waiting on three copies. And so the the price point, even the trad pub ebooks at $10.99 are still cheaper than the $24.99 hardback that I had to buy in 1992. So I think that inherently I have a patience waiting for a next title than maybe another that a reader that is used to this like instant, you know, every six weeks I get a new book. And there are some authors that can do it. And if they can do it and still pump out and still give us great books, like there's somebody that we're gonna talk about today who she consistently is publishing and consistently ma- gives us amazing books. Yeah. But she's a, she has a ton of. She does have a ton of backlist. Ton of backlist. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just a ton yeah. of backlist, but like something for everyone. And I think that's something like some of these authors write in a bunch of different genres too. And that's kind of fun. That's yeah. actually a- so let's get to that. <laughs> so the backlist, these are the authors that we are most often asked about their backlist. Now I'm going to be very honest. There is a couple on this list. I have not read um, a couple of them. Heather has read and Lindsay have mm-hmm. read, but I have not read. And I think that there's a couple on this list that maybe none of us have read uh, because I did put something up on our social media. Um, and asked again, you know, hey, what authors would you, um, and some I have answers for and some I do not. So first up that was asked of me is Natasha Madison. Um, so I'm just going to give her schematics and then see what you guys have to say. Yeah. Uh, so Natasha Madison, her subgenre and type of books, she writes sports hockey romances and family series. I would say that is the bread and butter of what Natasha Madison writes. Absolutely. Um, her, her, the type that she writes. So I gave it three different categories. There is standalone, interconnected, or world. She writes in a world. Mm. All yeah. of her books intersect yeah. at some point. And I want to live in her world. Like, <laughs> like if she could have half of the country and then I'll give half to the next author on this list. Okay. And I'm going to be a happy girl. You're going to be a happy girl. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Natasha Madison is one of my favorite hockey writers. I actually just started reading her hockey series this summer. I know, I know, I know. It's horrible. <laughs> Heather's like losing her brain. I know, I know. It's so bad. It's so bad. But I mean, I did it because one, I really needed to understand the freaking Nico references, which are one of mm-hmm. our longest running buzzing about <laughs> inside joke style book references. Like yeah. I think that has been here almost since day one. Yeah. Um, it's like the first it's, it's three years guys like read this book. Um, yeah. Only one touch for the freaking Nico and freaking Nico, man. Like it, anyway, <laughs> but 
But that's like, that is her third hockey series. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Because that's the third. Yeah, it's the third. The great grandparents of what she's writing now. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. So she writes in a world. Mm -hmm. She has 50 books right now. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite series of hers is the Made For series, which is her current hockey run. Um, I'm obsessed, you guys. I'm obsessed with the Made For series. I would agree with that. I read the first two and it's really good. But I would also say that I think you should read the series in order because you get... I did not, and I think you appreciate the character so much if you start at the beginning. I will say, I think her Southern Wedding, the Southern series and the Wedding series are very underrated, and I I really enjoyed those too. But we all know I'm a huge hockey fan, so, but they're also very good. So if you're not 100% sure you're a hockey girl, these are also amazing. Yeah. I don't think you have to read her books in order. I think you can skip around. You might miss some small nuances and such. And maybe a title doesn't, maybe a trope within that book might not be your cup of tea. Like if you don't like um, accidental pregnancy, then there's a couple of her books you probably shouldn't read. Um, But overall, it's a pretty phenomenal series. She just recently put her all of her books into Kindle Unlimited. So that's important to note. You can now check her out with Kindle Unlimited. Um, do you have a book suggestion where you think people should start for Natasha? I think, honestly, if you start with the Made For series, it's a great series to start with because it's not a ton of books right now. No, it's four But you're going to get a yeah. feel for the family dynamic. Yeah. Um, Mind to Take is one of my absolute favorites right now, which is her current release. Uh, the Made for Me, which is book one in the Made for series. Mm-hmm. And then Something So Perfect, which is book two of her original hockey series. Um, and I pick book two because that hero in that book is all over the next two hockey series, the next three hockey series. Cause that's Matthew's mm-hmm. book. Yes. She also, I would also say like, if you are in a place where you need something that's available to you, that starting with whatever is available to the, the um, platforms that you're using to read books. Now she has books in any play. She has books in um, audible. So if you're an audiobook listener, she also has, I think a lot of great deals in chirp. So, uh, it, you know, she's widely available in audio. And then um, the fact that her books are in Kindle Unlimited make it really affordable. So you can pay, you know, $11.99 for a month of Kindle and just burn through those puppies. <laughs> if you are also a Kobo person, maybe you aren't a Kindle Unlimited reader, but you are a Kobo. She has been, and I don't know if she's going to be doing this continuously, so I don't want to. But sometimes they are a lot of authors that are releasing they're releasing early before yeah yep. they release for like a week limited, so you could pick it up yeah they they release for a week on kobo apple books and barnes and noble for a couple of days maybe a week then they take it down wait 48 hours and then put it up to kindle unlimited um, and then her audiobooks have been releasing along with her 
books too yeah. and her audiobooks she picks phenomenal narrators yes yeah, she does yes truly truly delightful okay cool. so next author that we often get talked about is author sawyer bennett which is so bizarre to me because i've been reading sawyer bennett since like 2016 2000 mm-hmm. i mean i have burned through this sister's back list yeah <laughs> and same it, and it's always like people are like i uh, where would you start and i'm like everywhere anywhere just read her like, books why haven't you started yeah so Sawyer's interesting for me because I have not burned through her backlist I save well I have saved a lot of her books because I'll buy them or I'll acquire them but I save her because she is like my palate cleanser I know every single one of her books I really really love it so I save them for when I really need to rejuvenate my love of reading and like consistently she has done that for me so many times like I went through I've I have not read her books all in order um I've read them based on like what I want to read but yeah it's really very different approach with Sawyer than pretty much anybody else because I'll read like one book in this series I'll go read a bunch of other stuff and then I'll be like oh these books have all been really not great and then I'll go back to Sawyer (laughs) and I'll be like oh I want to read so sometimes I need to read two in a row sometimes it's just one Sometimes I'll read like five in a row, like Codename, um, her Codename series. I read the first five in like a day, <laughs> which I'll do every now and then. I love those but books. So Sawyer, that's a great series. Sawyer writes a couple of different kinds of subgenres. She writes sports hockey. She does have a sex club slash cowboy series. Um, she writes suspense. She does have some small town. She also writes fan- romantic fantasy or romanticy as it's being called these days. Her romanticy series is available in Kindle Unlimited. So her her other her books, I'm just double checking, um, are a good majority of them are in Cobalt Plus. And the codename series, the Jameson for Security Force books, are also there in audio, and so are a good chunk of the Arizona Vengeance and the Titans. Uh, most of her audiobooks are in, for her backlist, mm-hmm. are in Hoopla. Now, I will say her last two audiobook releases mm-hmm. for the first 30 days are only available on her website. Yep. And the next two books will no longer be available on, she's no longer putting books to Audible. She will put them to Kobo, to Apple Books, and to Spotify. Um, But she's having a little problem with how Audible handles things. So she made the business decision to put them on her website in limited release. I will say the quality is not, there's not a problem with the quality coming off of her website. And it's cheap. It's $12.99. And she also has deals all the time in Chirp. Oh, for sure. So um, whenever anybody asks me about where to start with Sawyer, I immediately try to get a feel for what they like. And some of my... But I'm not so sure. Like, I I love the Wicked Horse. Like, 
read Wicked Horse. It's so good. I always recommend Jameson for security because there's romantics that like my friends like murder because we're middle-aged women. Right. Murder. So we kind of like that excitement, but there's some steamy stuff and you really like these characters and hands down, they have always loved the Jameson Force team. So the thing, go ahead. Sorry. And then the vengeance. If you, the vengeance is my home hockey team. I will always only cheer for the Vengeance. If they're playing the Titans, I am 1,000% cheering for the Vengeance. They're my team. I'm sorry. I love the Titans. They're my second favorite. I wish I I could tell you. For Arizona. I wish I could tell you about the secret project that's coming in December. Because you are going to lose your effing brain. Um, Okay, so... Because those are my two recommendations on where to start with Sawyer. They really are. I really recommend you start with Codename, a Sentinel, an audiobook because, oh. Is that Shane East? Is it Shane? It's Shane. It is. And every now and then I just read it because I need to hear his voice. And I love that. Anyway. Okay. So I want to say Sawyer writes in a world. Her series all connect. Everybody shows up and we create Easter eggs, even when there are no Easter eggs. Um, She has 94 books and the Arizona Vengeance. And I said the original Wicked Horse were good places to start. Um, And her books do not have to be read in any particular order. Um, Do you have a favorite title of Sawyer's? Are you kidding me right now? Okay. Yes, I do. One or two titles that you think Dax. more people should read. Dax. Okay. Dax. Except for he's mine. I licked him all over. He's totally mine. You don't get to keep him. He's mine. Um, Lindsay, do you have a title for Sawyer you think that people should absolutely read? I mean, I think I agree with Heather. Uh, that Arizona Vengeance is my number one hockey series. And I think between all of the heroes in that series, they every single one has been claimed as a book boyfriend by multiple times. Like if we were ever going to have gladiator style fighting over book boyfriends, it would be like basically all of them. So that is all the endorsement that series needs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my suggestions are wild. Codename Hacker, I think, is a great because especially oh. if you're looking for a fierce heroine, she is fierce. Um, and Baden, I think Baden is a great place to start because you really get some emotional um, depth from her. So next author's backlist that is often suggested to or asked about is Melissa Foster. And her books are Chunky Boys. And she has over, she has a hundred plus books. She writes in a world and she writes family series and small town. I have not ever read her. Yeah. And I think that came through on a text. And I think Lindsay and Carolina reached through their phone and were shaking me. No, I was actually not. I, so I have read Melissa Foster. I've not read her recently. I've not read any of the recommendations from her recently, but I am not, if a book is pushing 400 plus pages, I'm out. 
Emma, I need a quick one and done because of how long her books are phenomenal writer. I think she's a phenomenal writer. Everything I've read by her has been really, really good, but I struggle because I will, if I can't read it in a certain amount of time, I will run out of time to finish a book and then I will not come back to it. So I'll accidentally DNF long books. So that's why I don't read a lot of her. Um, yeah, I will get like 75% and then I'll just never come back to it if it's too long. Um, cause it, no and I understand that they are beefy books she does have audio out there she's getting better about putting her audio out when the books release I do know she has audio in hoopla um I have read her steals at silver island as they have been releasing and those were my first books of hers to read um and I have also now picked up her whiskey dark nights at redemption ranch and I think that those books, those series, so Steals at Silver Island and The Whiskies at Redemption Ranch, those are actually current series that she's publishing in still. And so they're not like these huge long backlists of a series. So the Steals book five comes out, came out on August the 2nd, and there's only two books in the Redemption Ranch. And... She's sorry. Go ahead. If you like, so Caroline and I just did a quick shot. If you like Natasha Madison's family antics where the world is huge and people kind of visit in and out and we get glimpses from other series and other stories. Melissa Foster writes similarly, but they are more emotional. She gives you the big swoony feels, the big family protector, um, but they're not over the top. All of their behaviors are within realistic expectations. Well, I have not read her. So she came up um, and I started to do some research because I did not know where to start with her. So I went to her website. She has a reading order list and it's 14 pages long. So that's just a starter. And I was like, oh, so then my next thing that I always do is I go look to see what's in Kindle Unlimited. She currently has four series in Kindle Unlimited, but her new series that's she has and a and a whiskey dark nights are in Kobo. Yeah. Well, and she has a new series launching. I believe it is in September or October with Montlake and it'll be a first series. It's kind of connected to the Silver Island group. Um, and that's a great, her Montlake books are a great place to start because they're kind of adjacent without being immersed. Her website is also really easy to navigate and she kind of lays out things. Like she even has a really great area where it was like e-books and some really good deals if you want to start reading. So her website's very well done. And she always, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was going to say like, she also gives away a lot of her books for free. And while I would recommend like you taking advantage when they are available that way, I don't recommend reading them based on what's free. I do think like if you are getting a bunch of books free in one series that I would actually invest in like the beginning of that series and start at the beginning. Uh -huh. I would not, th that's one author where I would not skip around in 
series. So it's interesting. You actually can. So the Redemption Ranch, I read book two first, then went back and read book one. And her current release that just came out on August 2nd, that book is book four in the steel or book five of the steels at Silver Island. And it actually can be read as a standalone. Uh, Carolina and I talked about this because it takes place in New York City. And so you don't have all the family. It's kind of like a, you know, like a vacation fling. You know, the made for uh, you book where, um, you know, she was off away from the family um, on the boat. There wasn't all Mm -hmm. the family antics. The family had to come to them or they had to go to the family. So the majority of the book was just centered on the couple. And so Wild Island Love that just came out August 2nd, that book really focused really well on just the couple. And you get a really good sense of the type of heroes that she writes. And that book, Spice. And Lindsay, for you who is obsessed with sex nachos, all I'm going to say is strawberry ice cream. (laughs) Um, Okay, another author that comes up that... Again, as a hockey author, and I think she needs more love. I agree. Kelly Jamison. Now, Kelly Jamison is a wide author. Her books are available everywhere. You can find them in your libraries. They are on Hoopla um, and in Kobo. And I think she does Kobo Plus also. Uh, We will have that in a second. Um, Kelly writes sports romance and then just contemporary romance. She does have a witchy book, which was a fantastic witchy rom-com. And she also has written a couple really spicy uh, polyamorous relationship romances. She likes a thruple. I like a thruple. I'm a fan. Um, She has some in Cobol. She does not. um, The books that we really love are not in Cobol. Okay. So the hockey is a world. So all of her hockey books are connected. I don't know that she's brought in her other books that she's written into her hockey world, but her hockey world is connected. It starts with the Chicago Aces. It goes to the the Wynn family, and then it goes over to the New York Bears. Um, She has 70 books. And I would even say that her books are standalone too though don't you think kelly's books read individually yeah especially the chicago the new york asa or the new york Bears series is yeah what do you think lens i think so i think they're all standalone i've read her books not in order i didn't read the win series in order i didn't read the aces in order um i actually haven't finished the aces series i think i'd never read the first like four um The first one, nothing in order. The the second one is the one that I was listening to in the car with the windows rolled down and the dad heard. Uh Kelly Jamison. But I will say, I really like her Bears hockey series, the Must Love Dogs, um, the You Had Me at Hockey and the Talk Hockey to Me. Like there's so many, they're pretty emotional, but there's like so many like cute elements. Like there's one scene in one of the book, what one? The dogs, me and dogs, like, done. I'll read your book if there's a dog in it. (laughs) Do you know how long it took me to realize why the dog's name was Otis? 
I think you saw my graphic and you're like, oh, well, the elevator. I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But then there's like the mascot scene. There's like a scene where mm-hmm. yes. there's a mascot. Oh, and, and like that whole series is worth reading just for that scene. <laughs> she chases him down in the mascot uniform. Um, so my favorite Kelly Jameson series is the Win series. I'm obsessed and in love with Theo Wynn and have been for a very, very long time. But I do think if you've never read any of her books, try, try Game Changer because that's a runaway bride vacation fling romance. Mm-hmm. And it's a great crossover for the Winds and the Chicago Aces. Yeah. And then really into the Bears. It does. It does lead into the Bears. And then Talk Hockey to Me. I think is another one that you could just read individually on its own. Um, the mascot. And that's the mascot. Let's start there with the mascot. <laughs> so the next author that always comes up, she's kind of like a little bit of a Melissa Foster in that respect is author Carrie Ann Ryan. So Carrie yeah. writes family series, PNR, small town, either Colorado or Texas. Um, and she writes in a world, <laughs> like it's a big a world. World, uh-huh. a good one. Yeah, oh, really. She has a hundred and ten books. <laughs> and when did she start publishing? She told us, and I was like, two thousand sixteen or something. No, it was two thousand eleven. Oh, because that's the year the my youngest was born, and I was like, you've published um that many books, and I've only kept a kid, kid alive, like. You are clearly winning that life. So she pub- she releases somewhere between eight to nine books a year. Um, but it is incredible. But their mm-hmm. book her books are not overly long. They're about three hundred thirty mm-hmm. pages, I think. Um. So my favorite series is the Montgomery Inc. Boulder, the Wilder Brothers, or Montgomery Inc. Legacy. And I think that for if you're trying to start Carrie and you've never read her books, you can start with the Montgomery Inc. Legacy or the Wilder Brothers right now. Those are two series that are ongoing. I think um, we're at, what, five books now for the Wilder Brothers? Book five comes out this month? Yeah, on the 14th. Um, Okay, Heather's apparently counting down the days for book five. Um, No, the only reason I know that is it's because I our anniversary and so that's how I remember <laughs> okay um the Montgomery Inc has three books out and a novella in the hundred and dark nights uh world and um it's really great it there's enough family interactions but and then PNR Carolina started with the red aspen pack um and she's obsessed and those are in Kindle Unlimited so Carrie's PNR is in Kindle Unlimited. Her other stuff is wide, but Heather's going to look on something. I really like her Aspen Pack series. I mean, I really love all of her shifters, but I think that's really good. So, do you think you can just sh- start at the book one of the red of the Aspen Pack? I think so. Okay. I think you start. I think, I mean, I would honestly figure out which of her series sounds most interesting to you and then just start. I think 
I just don't think you'll be disappointed. Like whatever you pick up, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Her books are reliably good and consistent in quality, given the volume that she is releasing, which is, I have no idea how she consistently, it's amazing. One of the things I do love about her books, she doesn't shy away from chronic illness. Some of her books are queer. She's got male male and she's got some polyamory in there. And she doesn't shy away from things like grief or um and even like ptsd like her rep in her books is so incredibly well done very well done i think her wilder brothers is amazing i think i started with carrie on there that series is in kobo okay um i think you can start with bittersweet then i went at the boulder and then you went to boulder mm-hmm I think you can start with Bittersweet Promises. That's the Legacy Inc. book. You can start right with that. Leaf is... Oh, Leaf. Um, And I think that the Wilder Brothers, you can pick up anywhere. You might miss some nuances, but The Path to You, that book, was all the feels I didn't even know I needed. And it's a Hollywood norm. She's a movie Mm -hmm. star. And he is kind of a handyman. And then Wrapped in Ink, which is part of her uh, Boulder. um, It's the Montgomery Ink Boulder is Wrapped in Ink. And that was a great chronic illness rep. The heroine has lupus. And the hero is an author, but you don't know it. I mean, like you do, but she doesn't know that he's an author. Nice. It's really great. And the audiobook was phenomenal. I've actually only read her shifters in paranormal. I love that. I've read a lot of her books, but I actually haven't read. Yeah, I think that's actually what kicked off like my paranormal deep dive because I was everybody was reading Montgomery Inc. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna go back and read some more of her shifters. And then I was like, I'm just gonna read shifters for a while. And I went through like three months where I just read paranormal. Um <laughs> I will say that at the conclusion of this year, I think she is done writing. She's taking a break from writing PNR for a while. Yeah, I think she said in actually one of the interviews or happy hours she did with us that um, she's finishing out her paranormal and then she doesn't have any plans to revisit yeah. for the first season of the future. So, uh-huh. yeah, um, she's also like the most delightful of human beings. I get to meet her at Readers on the River, She's and so I cannot amazing. wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I really enjoy her. Yeah. Um, okay, so here was one that I thought was interesting. Our very own Leah has never read a Helena Hunting or H Hunting book. Uh, I mean, I can understand that. <laughs> Carolina also hasn't read the Puck series. Like, has what? she read the All In series? I don't know. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So Helena Hunting writes sports, hockey, contemporary, and new adult romances. Now, she is a hybrid author. Some of her stuff is in Kindle Unlimited that is indie published, but then her she has stuff with traditional publishing that is wide. Um, her, her books, her hockey at least, is a world but so does that world expand out to her new adult 
and to her traditionally published stuff. Um, she has a total of 43 books in publication. Now, my favorite series are kind of some odd picks here, guys. I love her Shacking Up series. It was some of her early books. They're with Macmillan Press, and they're hilarious. It's billionaire hotel owners, um, and they're cute, and they're fun. The audiobooks uh-huh. are available in uh, Hoopla. Anyway, and they recently were Trad Pub put to Kindle Unlimited. I'm not sure if they're still there or not. Um I love her All In series, which is a spinoff from the Pucked series. And then um, she has her Hearts, Truth, and Lies. Is that what it's called? Um, her new so adult. So it's like her YA. So it's like Little Lies. And then. It's um, not YA. It is... It's New Adult because it's Open Door Sex. Oh, scenes. New Adult. Sorry. Not YA. You're, you're right bittersweet heart and then um the it's shattered truth so this is like second generation of her pucked series yeah and her books i don't think have to be read in order i think that you Uh can just pick up whatever one speaks to you if you read blurbs i personally think you should read hooking up pucked over a flavor a favor for a favor which is stevie and bishop's book or My one-off. This is my one-off. A complete 100% standalone. If you've never read Helena Hunting, read this book. I think it is one of her most underrated books ever. Good luck, Charm. Agreed. Nobody talks about that book. It is so good. And I will tell you that the setting is approximately 25 minutes from where I live. And she nailed it because it's very agreed. Very good book. It's a hockey book. She's a nurse. Highly recommend. It's so good. And I will also say, so I bought a copy. There was a used copy at my library sale, two library sales ago. And she's going to be at Readers on the River in September. And I am taking that one to be signed. Because I think it's so underrated and nobody ever talks about it. I would agree. Um, and it's an audio. I didn't even think to look until just now, but Stella Bloom and Lance Greenfield. She also has really great audio books if you are an audiobook fan. So see, now that makes me want to give it a re-listen. Heather, we might have to put that on a quick shot list. Make us do that one. Yeah, I'm down. Because nobody ever talks about that book and it's so much better than everything else. It's super cute. Super cute. Anyway. Um, okay, another author that was asked of us is Kaylee Ryan. The baseball series. <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. I knew I was going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Um, she writes contemporary. She also writes small town. Um, she writes standalone series. Her series do not interconnect into a world. She has a total of 62 books. Favorite series. Lindsay, what's the favorite series? Baseball one. I really wish she would build out her baseball universe in something like Natasha Madison's because mm. I think like the way the first one runs is kind of like the parents and then the next gen. And so are the books two through four. And 
the way she captured the way the family is written and the way she captures the sport of baseball and like especially the strain that that can put on a relationship is so accurate and i just love it it's so good um i the out of reach is the baseball series i really enjoyed the riggs <laughs> brothers series and her Kincaid Brothers, which is her current series that she's writing in. She also writes standalones with multi-authors, so you can find her in the... Um, there's a couple different small town series that she's written in. Book suggestion. If you're looking for a thousand percent complete standalone to find out how she writes, Never With Me. I say it kicks off the Kincaid family series, but she says it doesn't because it's not one of the brothers. It's the cousin of the brothers. Um, but it was a really great emotional book and talk about consent and understanding past harms. So well done. Um, and Peace by Peace, which is part of the Riggs Brothers series. I think that is book three. And then Beyond the Play, which is also book three in the baseball series. So those are my suggestions for Kaylee Ryan. <laughs> which... I think the baseball series is the best baseball series I've read in all of romance. Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. It was so well done. Like I read that first book. I'm pretty sure I read that first book and immediately texted you and was like, Oh my God, Lindsay, why aren't we reading this? And you're I mean, like, honestly, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> yeah. So like I follow baseball, like Heather follows hockey and like, I sent my husband a text today and I was like, you need to read the trade deadline rumors ASAP because it is insane. And like Kaylee Ryan's baseball series is more exciting to me than like MLB trade deadline rumors. And like, I follow that stuff. Like I get the notifications. I'm like glued to my phone until <laughs> the deadline is done. And like, I would probably, if she released another baseball book, I probably wouldn't even read those headlines. Cause I'd be so engrossed in it. Cause that's, how much I think she nailed baseball. She, yes. There are, and there are other authors who get a lot of credit for being truly phenomenal baseball writers. And I just think that they missed the mark. There's yeah. some elements in those books that I struggle with. And I think they really missed the mark in terms of like how demanding that sport truly is. Uh -huh. and it's a very unique and difficult sport to write because of how grueling the season is. And then the fact that, that they're never good, if you're good at the elite level that they tend to write the heroes at in romance, you get maybe two months, three months off out of the year. It's really hard to cover accurately. And like, she does not shy away from like the strain of that or like how the, the players actually deal with that. And it's just, I don't know, as like a diehard fan, I really appreciate the fact that she knows baseball at the level that she does, that she wasn't writing a sports romance just to write a sports romance. Okay, um, so we've been doing this. No, it's okay. We've been doing this for a couple minutes. And so um, I think we might have to two-part this. We might have to come back to this later this fall. So um, Heather. Yes. Pick one off the list that's left. Um, I think I want to talk about, ooh, I am going to tell you the ones that I researched and then you tell me which. Just pick one. Who'd you research? Susan Stoker, Riley Edwards, and Serena Bowen. Okay, let's go with Susan Stoker. Okay, she has a giant backlist. She does. a little intimidating. So she writes romantic suspense and military. Mm -hmm. Does she write in a world? 
I didn't because I've never read. I've read one Susan Stoker book. So does she write yes. in a world and are they interconnected? Y- yeah, some. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. She has that I could find 12 series. She has 101 so I, books. So I am not as up to date in her backlist as I would like to be. That's okay. Do you have things that I was going to say? There are some people who start at the beginning and I don't, I just kind of hop in. I'm like, Oh, this is a new series. I'm not going to get lost. So I join there. Do you have a favorite series from her? If I were going to start out, I would either start with mountain mercenaries or Silverstone. She has a new series um, coming out right now. Um, That's going to be a, it's a Montlake. So those are in Kindle. Those will be Kindle unlimited. Mm-hmm. She also right now has like Eagle Point Search and Rescue, which is really great. Love that series. Okay. So. Uh, um, do you have a title that you think is a good place for people to start with for her? Where did you start? I started with Mountain Mercenaries. She said on her website that, um, where did she say that? Oh, Seal of Protection, Badge of Honor. The other thing I was going to say is um, kind of what Lindsay had said, like she's really good if you're on her mailing list or her newsletter, she does give free books. And I think that she is an investment author and I would 100% invest in her books because she, she's a consistent writer. She's a consistent Mm -hmm. writer. Okay. Lindsay, looking at the list of authors, is there another author that you would like to talk about? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Brittany Sahin. Um, I don't oh, think good. she gets as much love as she deserves. I really think her books are consistently well-written. She also writes military and um, romantic, romantic suspense. suspense. And um, one of the things that I have a lot of sentiment for is that she gives little nods to like Virginia Beach. I used to live in that area. So it really, I don't know, warms my heart. But I would start with either Stealth Ops or Falcon Falls Security. Falcon Falls Security is her current series. And I'll be honest, like that is the only series out right now where I have read the books as they come out. Okay. Um, I don't like I, I don't have as much time to read as a lot of other people do. So I'm really picky about what I can spend my time on. And that series is just really, really good. I- it is so good. I did look through her stuff and until you can't is a complete standalone. It doesn't connect to any other books. So that might be a good place to start. She is a Kindle unlimited author and she has a total of 37 books in her backlist. So. Yeah, she's written quite a, quite a few series. Okay. An author I'm going to bring up that I haven't read, but I had planned to read and somebody asked this in our social media and I emailed the author so I want to make sure that we talk about this author Nikki Ash she is known for writing single parents and accidental pregnancy books so this might not be for everybody just so we know Um, she writes contemporary romances they are standalone Um, she recommends that her series be read in order so there aren't any spoilers because you would learn about other characters HEAs she does have three a three-generation world that she recommends that that be read in order. She has 38 books right now, and she always suggests people start with a chance encounter. It's a single mom surprise pregnancy romance. So, and she is also a Kindle Unlimited author. 
Okay, uh, give us Serena Bowen. I'll give the breakdown real quick. She writes, new adult, small town, queer, hockey, and she has some suspense. It's a world, but books do stand alone, and there is no overarching storylines in any of her books. I don't think so either. She has, like, a lot of worlds that she, like, invites. So, like, she has, like, Hard Eye Prep. Hard Eyes Press, so like Vino and Veritas um, is in that world. Uh, let's yeah. see. Here. She has a couple others. It Moose You. Yes. Busy Bean, um, The Speakeasy Tap Room yeah. um, are some other ones. And those, they kind of go in and out of Kindle Unlimited. So right now, like Moo You Hockey is in Kindle Unlimited. Vino and Veritas and in Vino and Veritas has been in Kindle Unlimited. Um, she so, has around 50 books that she has either co-written or solo written. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite she, book or series from her? Oh my gosh. Well, I started with him, us and Epic, but she has a spinoff from that series co-written with Al Kennedy called the Wags, And that's a hockey series. Very good. She has a new MM hockey series. That's amazing. And that's in Cobol. Okay. Um, I like her. She has a series called Company, mm-hmm. and nobody talks about this series right now. It's only two books, and I wish she would go back and read. It's a sec- and write in it. It's a security force hockey crossover, mm-hmm. and they're just really well written. It's only two books, and it's a really good place to get a understanding of who she is as an author. Um, mm-hmm. Have you read Serena Bowen, Lindsay? I have. I've read her co-written books, some of her co-written books with L. Kennedy, and I've read him. Okay. I've not read her widely. Um, Let's see here. We did Nikki Ash. I am going to do one more here, and that is Lexi Blake. She writes fantasy, suspense, polyamory, and small town. She does write in a world. Like her contemporary stuff is all connected. She does co-write with uh, Shayla Black. Um, she has 87 plus books. And then there are 27, 26 books from Sophie Oak. Plus some of her co-writtens. And Sophie Oak's books is all polyamory. They live in a polyamorous town. Everybody lives in a thruple. Um, my favorite series are the Butterfly Bayous or the Masters of the Menage that she wrote with Shayla Black. All of the books in that series are um, polyamorous couples that are, and there's sex. Cl- anyway, it's fantastic. I don't think you have to read her books in order. She does a really great job of making sure that they are standalones. And I would say they're Virgin Captive or Buy You Baby or Submission Impossible are great books to start with for her. And Heather is writing these down because she's like a menage. And I heard the word virgin. <laughs> What? A poly community? How did I not know that? Oh my gosh. Nikki, <laughs> our Nikki, uh-huh. loves her Sophia books. Like, when the first time I ever talked to Nikki, I was like, does Nikki live polyamorously? Because she just kept talking about it and talking about it. She doesn't. She just loves them so much. Um, no. Lindsay, was there any other authors on the list you wanted to talk about? Riley Edwards. Okay, talk to us about Riley Edwards. She writes romantic suspense and military romances. She has a total of 53 books. I have not read Riley. So are her books standalone world or are they interconnected? I mean, they're all in the same world, but I think you can read them standalone. Okay. I mean, 
I read them. Some in of order them are inter- interconnected. Some of them. Yeah. 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 I, so I started with triple canopy and then I went back and read the first two. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but it's like the parents generation and then like the series of siblings and family members like before the new generation um and triple canopy and like every single book is so good I do not prefer them on audio just because I think like the way that dialogue they're dialogue heavy books and I think like for me I personally prefer reading them um but the audiobooks are all really good too like she gets really good narrators for them and like I just personally love reading them like eyeball reading them it's one of the it's one of the few series where I will actually read and spend the time and dedicate the time to eyeball read them like also almost as they come out so really good um they're all somewhat all the heroes are some kind of like military ex-military or like military special training um they are suspense it's some of them have like current events tied into it like with the banned books and things like that um yeah i there's like nine series right now 707 is where i started um i will say some of her books are in kindle unlimited some are not she moves things in and out um so okay now there are a couple authors we didn't get to so we're gonna have to come back for part two in october you guys because we didn't get to anna hackett ruby dixon charity farrell um corinne michaels tegan hunter jessica prince those are the ones we didn't get into if you our listeners have an author with a backlist that you are not sure where to start seriously send us a dm send us an email um because coming in october the three of us will be back to tell you how to do those other titles um and this gives us a chance because some of those i haven't read very many in like i've only read one corinne michaels i've only read one jessica prince i've read all of ruby dixon um so anyway we will um we will come back together in october and finish out this list. But if you want to add more authors to our list of backlists that you aren't sure where to tackle, send us an email, use a contact on the website, um, and we will add them to our list. So here's a couple things that we need to talk about. Why do you think it's important for an author to have some introductory books on their list? I think that um, sometimes you just don't jive with their writing style. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a great author and other people won't like them, but maybe it isn't your jam. I also am not a person who can read like 400 page books. Well, and I think an introductory book, like one book that stands completely alone or that starts off a series that is very consistent to how you write and how you tell your stories is very helpful when you have a big giant backlist. Mm-hmm. And especially because sometimes the first book in a series is a lot of like building up of the world or what is in that series. I think the authors we talked about today, there's not a lot of examples of that no. in their series, but um, that is very common for a lot of authors out there. So, I, you know, I think that's important too, because sometimes if you start at the beginning of the series, there's too much, you know, world or family building and you don't get, you know, a real true taste of what the rest of the books will be like. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, so we often are asked about quick shots and doing certain authors for a quick shot book. And um, I want to let people know kind of how we feature things. So 
there are certain authors that have been asked about, and there are sometimes authors that come up that I cannot pick a book up in the middle of their world. And I jokingly will tell everybody that I machete series because it, I'm doing community service. I'm doing the Lord's work for them to know whether or not the book actually stands up as a standalone. But the other part of the reason I do that is, is again, an author doesn't write the same from their first book to their 37th book. They write differently. So I want to be able to read the most current book and be able to talk about it and know whether or not it works. So an example of this is author Marie Force. We are constantly asked to feature her in a quick shot of romance. Her books are interwined and interconnected so deeply into the town um, and in the backstories. I have tried to pick up six different books that are in the middle of her series and am quickly lost. I don't understand nuances. She is one that I think her Garnet Island series is 20 plus books and it has to be read from the beginning. Another author is author Althea Romig. I've asked, she was recommended to us as like, hey, you should read her books, maybe review her. I asked her PR rep where to start and was advised that I had to start at the very beginning as all her books are interconnected. She has like 87 books, you guys. So, um, so those are some examples. We, if an author's book, if I can't just pick up a book in the middle of a series and it doesn't stand alone, then it's difficult for us to do one quick shot on it, right? And it's less accessible uh -huh. to readers like me. Like I, I read a good 160 books a year, but I can't spend half my reading list reading through books like that. So if I do know that... I have like it has to be written that way I'm less likely to pick those up so it is I think less accessible to um I think I read a lot but at the same time I'm a very casual reader I go through spurts and I just don't have the attention span for that kind of commitment no I agree also I also think we read more than average right like and we as we but in reality there are people like I think about Rachel like she has a young child and she's in grad school like I don't know how she has time to read I have older kids that don't require me and my attention as much you know what I mean no I and do giving yourself that you can't it's a it's a huge time commitment it is um okay so that's backlist. Like I said, we'll be back in October with a second half of backlist. Send us those author backlists that you would like to dive into and not sure where to start. Um, so now it's that time, everyone. Every Sunday we come here and we give our book of the week. And Heather is making all sorts of faces like she forgot to pick a book of the week. I for sure did. Okay, we'll start with Lindsay. Lindsay, what's your book of the week? I'm so ecstatic about my book of the week. So Gretchen recommended it to me after our sports episode, and she thought I'd really like it. It is Out of the Blue by Catherine Nolan, and it is a surfer romance. It's a female athlete. Um, it's got all my favorite things in it. It <laughs> it's got all my favorite things in it. So 
Um, she's going through a series of competitions. Her ex-husband, who's still her husband, is the main male male main character who gets assigned to be her bodyguard, and it is really, really good. Okay. Heather, what's your book of the week? I actually am reading um, the Five Families series by Jill Ramsauer. And when I say reading it, I mean I'm listening to it. And it is very good. I love how she writes mafia. I love her mafia books, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I picked up Auction by Maggie Cole. It is book one of two. It's a duet. Um, it's a sex club auction revenge plot kidnapping anyway age gap so good spicy the heroine is the hero's business partner's daughter anyway anyway it's pretty spicy guys um because heather and i are doing um research on sex clubs romances not sex clubs period just romances books we are doing research on books, Becky, because <laughs> Becky put out a title right? and it was not cleared by me. And everyone was so confused by the title. Like, I know you two, and this is not so the topic we thought. We did our book club episode and I was like, Mike, what should we call it? And he's like, and I gave a few and he's like, oh, go into the club. That's a great book for book club episode. I'm like, awesome. Thanks. It's what I use. It's what I put out. The amount of DMs I got from people like, this was not the kind of club I thought you and Heather were going to go to. Um, because Heather and I are like all the naughty books. We like the sex club books. So um, we have to go to the other club now. <laughs> so we're reading all the sexy, spicy books. Um, but anyway. You're welcome. I'm taking one for the collective buzzing about romance community. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so sad I have to read all the sex club books. Anyway. <laughs> um, Patreon update. Welcome to new Patreon members, Gwendolyn, Stacy, and Ray. We are so excited to have you here. Welcome to the Hive. We look forward to seeing you at book club and in Discord and all the fun places. Celebrating two years in the Hive are Hannah, Jenny, and Jenna. Um can you believe it? We've only had them for two years. Like, I don't know. It feels like it should be longer. Um, celebrating one year in the hive are Allison and Danielle. And also we are super excited that you're here with us, you guys. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast and supporting this community and being just amazing romance book readers. Uh, swag packs are headed out this week. I am so excited to share that our swag pack sponsoring authors for August are author Kennedy Mitchell and Melissa Foster. So many goodies, stickers this month, you guys, and bookmarks. Um, swag packs go out to Fancy Drinks, Cold Brew, and the Queen Bee tier. And we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers, mood reader cards, and other fun things. The, um, these are mailed monthly, usually around the 10th of the month. And we do ship these internationally. There is no wait time on this perk. It kicks in as soon as you join that tier. Because of our amazing Patreons, we are able to bring you three episodes a week. Uh, you get our Sunday's episodes and then two quick shots of romance each week. We are still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat. 
All members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes like Should You Read It's and Buzzing After Dark. Um, if you are a member of Patreon, you should go over and listen to Heather and I's Buzzing After Dark review of Joey, Wet Wednesday uh-huh. edition, because that book, people, the spice. She's wrapping, she's wrapping up Lorenzo. Ah, oh, cannot wait. I might be stalking her. Uh, great. Um, so, and then you get also the amazing perk of Buzzing Book Club. And in August, we are reading For Never by author Aurora Rose Reynolds, and she will be joining us for the evening. Um, you can find a list of all of our events at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. Um <clears throat> Thank you, my friends, for hanging out and talking backlists with me. Anytime. (laughs) Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 